Hello and welcome to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast, where I'll be talking about all things harmonica. This podcast is brought to you by the Tomlin Harmonica School, where we provide you all the resources and feedback you need to get better at blues harmonica. To find out more, go to tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Today's episode is part of a new series where I'll be discussing big topics with my good friend Liam Ward from learntheharmonica.com. Today, we're chatting about embouchure. We'll be looking at tongue blocking, lip pursing, and you blocking. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast, where I am once again joined by my great friend, Liam Ward from learntheharmonica.com. How are you doing today, Liam? I am very well. How are you? I'm very well as well. Uh, I'm excited about today's topic, which is, uh, I think, going to be quite a a divisive one. Uh, I certainly know that it will be for a lot of our listeners. Um, You and I probably will end up being somewhere uh, in agreement, I would have thought. Uh, I don't know. I'm cruising for a bruising today. Nice. Well, we're not in the same room, so uh, we we can't really... (laughs) It's only my computer screen that's going to take a bashing. Well, anyway, today's topic is going to be a big one. It is embouchure, uh, or as uh, my video editor likes to say, aubergine. Um, (laughs) so, uh, So Liam, what is embouchure? I'm actually scared to say embouchure now, just because you say it in such a wonderful French way. You know, you're so French. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have a slight advantage from being at school in France. Um, so I feel that I have to really, you know, elongate it and embouchure. <laughs> so, That's it. What... That's all. I'm done. I'm petty <laughs> foot. <laughs> so do you want to tell us what that word is? <laughs> well, I... I... In harmonica terms, I think of it as your choice of mouth shape when it comes to the instrument. So I think more broadly, it would be to do with what you're doing with your mouth, what's going on um, when you approach the instrument. But with harmonica, we've got certain approaches. There's two big ones, and then there's a third one, which I think of as the, uh, the ugly stepbrother who's hidden in the attic. Um, and it's a case of which of which of those three really you're choosing to to do when you when you play the harmonica. Is is that um, are we going to already fall out on that? I can see you ready to say something. I, I was going to ask you about the the secret fourth embouchure, but uh, you clearly haven't been taught it yet. So I you actually the, the fourth one you actually have to pay to to know about that one. That's yeah. you know that's, that's a premium. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so our, our, our three big embouchures, I'm just going to launch straight into it, uh, are lip pursing or puckering, uh, tongue blocking or you blocking. Um, so we'll, we'll start, I'll, I'll probably start just by, we'll do definitions. Um, so lip pursing is when you make a kind of whistling shape to isolate a hole uh, on the harmonica. So your, your mouth shape is going to be uh, big enough to play a single hole uh, and that's how you isolate the note. Whereas tongue blocking, you're going to have a much wider mouth shape um, and you're going to isolate uh, the note that you want to play by blocking the notes you don't want to play with your tongue. Uh, Generally, you'd be playing out of the right hand side of your mouth, um, but uh, there's a lot of tongue switching happening depending on which end of the harmonica you're playing at so we'll maybe get into that uh, in a little bit and then finally uh, you blocking 
is uh, well, it's something that a lot of a lot of the population won't be able to do because apparently there's there's a genetic component as to whether you can even do this. But it's it's when you roll your tongue uh, like that into a U shape to isolate uh, holes on the instrument. Um, so broad overviews. Uh, I, I guess should we start with 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 kind of broad, broad overview of of lip pursing um, and. Uh, maybe famous players who lip purse exclusively or at least predominantly? Yeah, so lip purse is the mouth shape of choice for most beginners. So so most people intuitively lift the harmonica up to their lips. They narrow their mouth down to try and isolate a single hole. Uh, but it often comes out as because there's too much tension, it, it goes really, really, really narrow. So then there's usually a process of trying to relax, uh, trying to broaden that out ever so slightly, but not so much that you get another adjacent note creeping in. Um, but yeah, you, you're, you're just trying to take that mouth and, and uh, not allow either of the holes either side to uh, get in. Okay, cool. Um, and then in, in terms of players that uh, I think are kind of notable uh, lip purses, um, there, are, there are loads of players who use a combination of, of embouchures. So I'm going to try and focus on people who are predominantly um, one or another. Um, but uh, I know that um, Christelle Berton pretty much exclusively lip purses. Um, I know Will Wilde does but he can tongue block, but Will Wilde chooses to lip purse. And we'll maybe talk a little bit about why someone might choose to lip purse. Um, Jason Ritchie is another big uh, choosing to lip purse, but is also a, a demon tongue blocker when he uh, wants to. Uh, is there anyone, anyone that you, you would like to mention? Uh, put me on the spot. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I mean, you've, you've picked three massive ones there and I think they're great examples to start with when it comes to lip piercing because there can be a tendency to put tongue blocking on a pedestal to say like if you're not tongue blocking then you're doing something wrong and like listen to Christelle listen to Will listen to Jason and they sound great so don't worry about it <laughs> yeah oh well I'll throw Howard Levy in there as well just for a <laughs> yeah so i mean especially well all, all of those four that now that you've mentioned are good examples of musicians who are keen on playing uh often complex melodies that cut through um and not always playing uh straight up blues or rhythm and blues um and lip person can be really useful for that 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 cutting through that bright sound uh, and it doesn't always get the respect it, it deserves for that. If you think about a uh, tone, which we talked about in a, another episode, there's, there's often that obsession with fat tone and actually having a thinner or a, a brighter um, tone can be useful depending on, on what it is you're trying to do uh, musically. And um, they, they all do amazing things with a lip person and i think the lip person helps them to do that 
Definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll get into more detail about advantages and disadvantages of the, the different embouchures, uh, but maybe you could chat a little bit about uh, tongue blocking now and some kind of famous tongue blockers. Yeah, so tongue blocking is uh, where your mouth is wider, as you said, uh, and then your tongue actually blocks uh, all but one of the notes you're over. So typically you'd, be, you'd have a four-hole mouth shape. So your mouth would be over uh, four holes really nice and wide and then your tongue would come in and block uh, usually the three lower holes so that so you play the hole on the right hand side of your mouth and um, and to beginners they think why would I do that just to achieve that you know that complicated thing just to achieve the same thing but there are advantages we'll, we'll uh, talk about in a bit um, a lot of uh, amplified blues harmonica players prefer to tongue block. So David Barrett is a great example of a, a full-on uh, tongue blocker. Um, Kim Wilson, uh, but I have heard I have heard rumours about Kim Wilson. So uh, when we got I, I to was that, about to interject <laughs> there because I've heard those rumours as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we need to get onto that. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, anyone who's got a big big amplified sound you 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 can't assume but often you'll find that part of that it is uh tongue blocking technique okay uh, we're, we're going to talk about that more more later cause... okay <laughs> <laughs> i already want to disagree um and uh finally you blocking um i can't think off the top of my head of any famous you blocking diatonic players um I know that in the chromatic world, it's something that's used a little bit more frequently. Um, is there anybody that comes to your mind who's a, a famous U-blocker? Not famous, but I know people... I know in, a guy down, down, down the bench. Yeah, yeah. No, I, what I was going to say was uh, I, I do know diatonic players who U-block, and I've taught some. Uh, the, the ones I know who are most into U-blocking are actually folk players, um, trad uh, Celtic, you know, Irish and, and Scottish folk players. So I don't know whether this is this is true because I don't U block, but I've heard people say, and it must be must work for them, that um, the U block shape helps them do the quick trills that you really need for for that style of music. Um, that's not to say other people can't do them just as quick with another mouth shape, but I think some people it really helps them that little flick of the tongue to to get those those little uh, triplet notes. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so I, I think we'll... we'll I, I feel bad, but I, I kind of want to get you blocking out of the way before we, we kind of concentrate on the two important ones. Um, and I know loads of people are going to be throwing things at, at the, the podcast device right now in anger. Um, but you blocking, in my experience has the advantage of making it very easy to play clean single notes, which is why a lot of beginners uh, jump to it, but then it makes almost everything else quite a lot harder or virtually impossible to do. Um, do you agree? I think there are definitely certain techniques that it, it's not going to help with. Um, but I've met and I've heard players who, who play great um, with a U-block and um, 
they're happy and I don't want to knock them. Yeah. Uh, so genu- genuinely, I, don't, I have, I have no bad feelings about the U block, but I, it's rare that I meet someone who, who uses it um, and uses it long-term mm-hmm. often uh, when I find out that someone is a U blocker, it's kind of, they don't actually know they're a U blocker. So they think they're tongue blocking. Mm-hmm. So they, th- they, they've heard this term tongue block and because they're using their tongue, they think, well, I'm tongue blocking, but they're not because they're doing that curved U shape to isolate the hole. And that's a, that's a U block. So then they're like, what about all these extra techniques people said I can get when I'm tongue blocking? I can't do them. It's actually because they're not tongue blocking at all. Yeah. And, and I, I really don't want to dismiss people who are accomplished as U blockers. Uh, I just think from the point of view of starting out as a beginner, it's, it's an easier pathway to to pick lip pursing or tongue blocking and and go down that road in in my opinion um so let's uh well actually let, let, let's talk about us because uh, i know we're both different um as to our approaches to this so i, I want to know what what do you do uh, and why um so these days i tongue block the majority of the time um, but that could be I'm tongue blocking for most of the song and then depending on what I'm playing and what techniques I, w- I want to do I might switch to a lip purse so um, I'm pretty confident with the draw bends tongue blocked but the blow bends I'm terrible um, and I'm really bad uh, over bending uh, tongue blocked so th- there are times when I'll switch to a lip purse and there are times when I'll switch to a lip purse not just because of my severe limitations but because I'll ch- I will want a different sound so um, there, there isn't apart from the tone so if you want that bright uh, cutting through tone that the lip person can give you um, apart from searching for that there maybe aren't that many reasons this is contentious for choosing to lip purse in terms of specific things that you go oh that's lip pursing from hearing it but if you want to get a kind of diddly 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 thing with your tongue going on <laughs> if your tongue is tied up on the instrument with a tongue block you can't do that so if, if for if you just want to do like a four draw with a little sort of you know that sort of thing in the middle of something if you're if i tongue block I can't get the little, little, little sort of articulation, those consonants coming through. It's just a bit, just, uh, uh, uh. where's the lip purse? You know, so there, there might be times when I'll switch to a lip purse because I want the technique or just for variety, et cetera. Um, how about you? So I, um, I would call myself a lip purser who is a recent convert over the last few years to... Uh, adding some tongue blocking in to my playing as and when. Um, so I think where, where you would maybe be a tongue blocker who uh, throws in some lip pursing um, as, as a change, I'm a lip purser who throws in some tongue blocking as a change. Do you think that that would be fair to describe you like that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm moving away from tongue blocking, not, not in... I'm not doing less tongue blocking, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be less obsessed with tongue blocking. You know, I, I've more and more as, as I play more and more, 
I, I come to the conclusion that a lot of uh, the room for improvement for me is in phrasing um, and musicality uh, in general, not not to do with techniques. And, and that's because I hear other players who I don't think their tone is necessarily better than mine, but I think their, their playing is better. Their sound, their overall ability is better than mine. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? And a lot of the time it's just their phrasing is like so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to be less obsessed because I had a phase of like tongue blocking is going to make me awesome. And now I'm like pretty good at tongue blocking. And I'm like, I'm not awesome yet. Um, so, so I'm trying to change my mentality. Also, I developed this habit of I wanted to slap everything everything so like i couldn't i even did one slap in there but i'd be like i'd be like but like a whole song the whole like every note i'd slap it so i'm trying to stop myself doing that um so it's not that necessarily tongue blocking less but i'm maybe thinking these these added techniques. I don't. Know, I know we haven't really discussed them, but these added techniques that tend to come with tongue blocking. I don't need to do them all the time. Like chill out, Liam. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that that's kind of. Uh, I, I can I can echo that sentiment. Um, I spent so long last year uh, working on my tongue flutters, and now I just I can't help but to just to throw in. <laughs> Just kind of everywhere I go, I walk down the street. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some tongue flutters. Um, but I, I think that that was the big thing that made me want to add the tongue blocking into my uh, repertoire was the the kind of textural element for that that kind of classic blues playing. You know, the, the, what what was the USP of a harmonica? And it's it's the textures, um, and we've spoken about textures before. You did a great seminar uh, over at Tomlin Harmonica School all about textures and a lot of the, the the stuff was was tongue blocked tongue block related um and i do think that that tongue blocking opens up a lot of interesting stuff uh from that point of view um so should we maybe chat ab- about um some of the things that that tongue blocking will uh enable players to to throw into their playing and and um I, as as a novice tongue blocker, I'm I'm going to demonstrate some, and then I'm going to get you to uh, to demonstrate some as well, and uh, hopefully people will be kind to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not slick like Liam when it comes to. Oh no, pressure, pressure. <laughs> um, I'm no David Barrett. Um, yeah, so I, I should go back really because before I was saying how there's a there's a certain sound that uh, when we were talking about famous tongue blockers. And I was saying there's a certain sound that is a good kind of giveaway that they're a tongue blocker. Um, and I probably didn't say things the best way I should. So before people send me nasty emails and destroy me in the comments, I, I, I was talking about these textures, really, or that's what I meant to say. I think what I said was like, if they've got a fat tone, but that, that isn't really what I meant. What I meant was... I think you said that lip purses don't sound very good. I think, I think what I said was if you <laughs> lip purse, you may as well give up now and take up the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so there are certain textures that you will only get if your tongue is doing the work for you. Um, mm-hmm. So you mentioned the flutter. So it's just the tongue on and off. So very slowly, you just be. But if you speed it up, it starts to get interesting, you know. Um, which as soon as someone does that, 
you know that at that point their mouth is wider than one hole. It doesn't mean they're always using that broader mouth shape, but if if the sound is a single note alternating with multiple notes, they are not going to be their mouth is not going to be one one hole uh, wide. You know, um, they must be using it it further than that. So you've been working on your uh, your flutters, have you? Oh yeah, I, I got. You're sounding great, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, okay, so uh, maybe before before flutters, we should have chatted a little bit more about tongue slaps, which you you, you did talk, you did mention them, but I, I would say that the tongue slap is is probably the gateway drug to to, to tongue fluttering. Um, so a tongue slap would be where you start with your tongue off the harmonica and and slap it to get the the, the single uh, isolated note, um, and it gives you something like. That kind of sound, um, and and I think that that's 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 a really cool classic blues sound. My issue uh, with this is that, given context, sometimes that's too much. Sometimes you're you're, you're taking up too much space uh, when you're playing with with a big band. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think um, it it all depends on context. If you're performing a solo piece. Um, you know, it's Christmas time and, and everyone's, you know, play a song sort of thing um, in front of the family. It can be really cool to do quite a lot of, of slapping because essentially you're, you're being your own rhythm section. It's a very basic um, way of, of doing it, but you're kind of, I would call it vamping. You're kind of backing yourself up. So um, instead of... which is fine, but if you're playing on your own, it's, you're very exposed and there isn't that much going on. Whereas if you choose to... Suddenly, you, you're kind of filling it out, and that's a lot of slapping. But mm. you're you're doing it on your own. It, you know, it's kind of a performance piece, and it and in the traditional styles of of uh, European folk music in the 1800s, and then over to America in the late 18 and early 1900s, there was a lot of that going on because they were playing solo a lot of the time. Yeah, excellent. So another tongue block technique, which I think is probably probably the most used by lip purses is tongue splits. Um, this this is, is probably the first thing that a lip purser will learn to do tongue blocks. And this is certainly what I teach students because I, I, I teach lip pursing from this, from the off. Um, I don't, I don't know how you approach it. Do you, do you teach beginners tongue blocking or lip pursing? I teach. Uh, so my, I have a, a complete beginner course, which is, which is all lip pursed. Um, and it mentions, uh, tongue blocking and you blocking just in case that's what people are um, kind of more going towards. But I, I assume lip pursing. Uh, with private students, I teach to, to what people want or feel comfortable with. Fair. So anyway, the, the, the first tongue block technique would be the tongue split, uh, which sounds something like this. And literally all that's going on there is um, I am playing 
uh, two holes that are not adjacent to each other while blocking the holes in between them. So I was playing the one draw and the four draw without playing holes two and three. Um, so I was blocking with the tip of my tongue. Uh, and that, that, that's a great way to kind of thicken out the sound um, and kind of almost get that kind of Hammond organ uh, sort of swell going. Yeah, yeah, that that's a great one, and and this is this is the one technique that almost every lip purser will do. Um, so lip pursers will generally throw in uh, octave splits at least, um, so that so that they're getting that fattened sound. So an octave split is just a specific version of, of a uh, tongue split where where the two notes are in octave parts, um, and that's so common. Uh, in in blues, but in other genres, that even if you're a lit person, you'll tend to throw that in, uh, or you'll learn that technique at some point. Even if it, you do no more tongue blocking uh, or tongue blocking related techniques um, into your playing, uh, the the famous one that people always talk about is, is Duke. So that it would be so much thinner without an octave there. shows up everywhere um especially the three six blow uh the one four draw is great and the two five draw which is technically a flat and seventh interval dirty interval you hear a lot you know you, you hear those a lot even with with uh lip purses absolutely and i think it's it's quite a, a nice way to fatten up the the higher end of the harmonica. I certainly know that that I, I saw you doing this years ago, and I was like, right, I got I got to steal this. I'm still not <laughs> still nowhere near as confident with it as you are. Uh, but the kind of that kind of big wide uh, at the upper end uh, of the harmonica. Uh, I need to do some more work on that. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great. Um thing one of the problems with that top end is is that thin sound that it tends to have as you say um and so one of the workarounds or you know it is to it involve more octave splits um so on the blow notes a four hole width so blocking two notes in the middle the whole way up will, will get you octave splits but on the draw notes it depends where you are so it's only really the bottom uh, one and four draw and then you've got that dirty split and then further up you've actually got a five hole width so you're blocking three holes in the middle um, which means if you're practicing moving between say you're going up like the major scale or something um, hole four seven octave and then you're switching to the draw blow draw um, you kind of in and out on the harmonica uh, because you're having to really shove it in even further than usual to get those higher octave splits. So you know, you kind of it, it looks ridiculous, um, but they're useful. You know, just kind of making it bigger than it would be. 
yeah it's it's back to that that organ sound that you, it's yeah. so cool uh you're gonna have yeah to- and i was i was kind of combining a slap and a octave there you know or, or, or more like a glissando and a slap so i'm sliding up i'm applying the octave with a slapping motion mm-hmm. um so there's kind of three things going on and just before i forget um you you were saying that these tongue splits you don't always have to make an octave split so um one example is a two and five draw which gives you that dirty thing but i was watching um oh was it ed ed hopwood's um video on youtube recently the harmonica barge um, and he plays a lot of cajun and zydeco and he was playing i think it was one of his own tunes but he played like something with a really nice interval um so that i don't even know what interval that is so that is four draw and seven draw it's actually easy to do because it's the same as the blow octave you're just drawing but it's not an octave on the draw so uh anyway it gives a different texture and it kind of sounds it's like got that accordion-esque thing so it kind of works for um cajun zydeco stuff and i was like ah i need to do more of that um joe felisco does a lot of it as well because he he's awesome at all that, those different intervals um again uh, unamplified and unaccompanied playing he's awesome at that so check out joe felisco for more weird interval stuff yeah i i would second that uh joe felisco um yeah so that was, i think that was a major sixth uh, okay. I, I was, I was so. do, do, doing some some maths in my brain. Uh, that's why you could see the, me drifting yeah, yeah. off into the distance. <laughs> I just I lost you. You were like, yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of address you know why why people um, don't have to tongue block um, and and kind of think about because you you said that you don't think that there are any reasons not to tongue block. Um, and and I would disagree. Um, just just from a point of view of ease, I think you can do everything tongue blocked. That's not in question. And there is always going to be a player that you come across who can do a lot of different techniques uh, tongue blocked. Uh, I remember getting a student years ago who came in and and said, "Oh, I, I tongue block overblows," and I hadn't come across anyone tongue blocking overblows. And I was like, "Cool. Uh, th- there's not really a lot you can say to that." it's it's something that is a lot easier to do lip pursed so um you know then it comes down to is, is there a reason to for you to learn to do it tongue blocked uh yes there might be if you're using uh overblows a lot in your playing but if it's something that you're doing once in a while then maybe just sticking to lip pursed makes more sense um you mentioned kim wilson uh, so th- this this is a good one. Uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was Jason Ritchie. Um, I, sh- I should have like a, a name drop uh, thing thing there. <laughs> you know this 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 little harmonica player. You might have heard from him. I'm HJ. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we're talking about Kim Wilson and David Barrett and 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 David Barrett. You know, apparently went through this this whole kind of process of transitioning from 
an entirely lip pursing player to an entirely tongue blocking player. And he clearly worked exceedingly hard to basically be able to do absolutely everything that he wanted to do on the instrument tongue blocked. Um, and then I think he was interviewing Kim Wilson, uh, for his website and he just assumed that Kim Wilson tongue blocked everything as everyone did. And then he said, no, there are times when I'll lip purse. Um, and I'm assuming it's, it comes down to things like articulation and low bends, because uh, that's generally where people will switch back to lip pursing. Um, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm remembering it from the same source, but I feel like someone told me it's probably you. <laughs> no, no, I feel I feel I feel like it was mentioned in a video somewhere on YouTube that that yeah, Kim was like, oh no, I don't I don't blow bend to much, you know, like can yeah. you do that almost. Um, <laughs> And everyone was like holding him as, as this tongue guard, and like he is, he's he sounds awesome tongue But then he's like, oh no, I don't do that tongue you know. Or, or sometimes I switch when I need it. Um, and I think that's the the takeaway, maybe more than anything else, is it's it's horses for courses, you know. And it's also taste, and there's no accounting for taste. If you like the sound you get, lip pursed, don't tongue you know, unless there's a specific thing you want to learn. Uh, with you know a specific sound that you really want out of a tongue lock um there's no point sweating over that um at the end of the day we all want to enjoy the instrument right <laughs> yeah i i think yeah that that's that's kind of the most important thing to to come towards the, the concluding segment of, of this episode um is that i think generally when people go on their their harmonica journey uh, and i'm i'm generalizing massively but Generally, they'll start lip pursing, they'll discover tongue blocking, and they'll kind of hear from somebody that unless you're a tongue blocker, you're not a serious harmonica player, and, and they'll just take that as gospel uh, and leave it there without kind of exploring further. And then when you actually start talking to really, really good players that you can't really mess with uh, and fault, you start realizing that everyone has their own take on what, what they like to lip purse and what they like to tongue block. Uh, there are players who um, are more comfortable pursing all of their bends on holes one to three and then switching to tongue blocking from hole four up. Um, there are players who don't tongue block at all but are absolutely amazing players. I mean, Roly Platt is not a tongue blocker, uh, but in terms of amazing textures on the instrument, uh, in, in terms of um, technique, he's right up there. He's a brilliant player. Todd Parrott's another great example. Um, fantastic player, very bluesy. Um, he does also go into that that kind of um, area of technical wizardry, which maybe is, is more of a lip purse's uh, domain in terms of kind of more, comp more musically complex playing. Not necessarily more technically complex playing, but more musically complex. So more uh, harmonic, uh, interests more in weird note choices so kind of filling in the blanks that you wouldn't necessarily do in a blues context I think uh, um, if I had to use a kind of rule of thumb if someone's like what, what mouth shape shall I use I think tongue blocking has its biggest influence uh, in the middle of the harmonica when you're adding textures with it 
So if you hear someone play uh, and and they're doing a kind of that then and you and you like that and you're like I want to sound like that, then I think maybe look at tongue locking. Um, but if you hear someone kind of doing a sort of You know, you don't need to tongue lock for that. And actually, maybe lip pursing, you'll find it easier and maybe the sound will cut through more. Um, and if, you, if you're looking at the lower holes on the harp, you can get a huge fat sound with a lip purse. Um, so you might not even be able to tell people apart. So you could hear someone... forth throughout all of that so I played all those notes one way and then the other and then back and you don't necessarily know without looking or really 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 listening which at which point I'm lip pursing which point I'm tongue blocking because you can do similar techniques with the lip purse yeah absolutely um yeah I, I think I think you've you've been a lot a lot more succinct than than I was uh in, in <laughs> <laughs> well done <laughs> I have my moments. You really so 23 do. hours, 55 minutes a day, I make no sense. And then I have my five minutes of, you know, cogency. <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess quick tips for people looking to incorporate uh, tongue blocking into their playing. Um, I, I'd like to start on this one because this is still quite fresh in my mind. Um, is uh well starting in that middle octave like you suggested uh starting around the the, the four hole um and just just thinking about um just just playing clean notes don't worry about the textures that you can get tongue blocking get get your clean notes down um because that that's going to be quite a difficulty at the beginning uh, and just working through playing just at a major scale um starting on on four blow Uh, work through that get comfortable with that before you start adding in anything exciting uh, like tongue slaps and before you even start adding in tongue slaps get comfortable transitioning between your lip pursed uh, notes and your tongue block notes so i'd say if someone wants to add a bit of tongue blocking into their playing it's completely rational to stick to lip pursing on holes one two and three and switch to tongue blocking on hole four and up uh, so practice switching when you get to hole four, I don't know, see if people can see on the camera. You can see I'm, I'm going deeper on that four hole. Get that area smoothed out, uh, and then you can start adding in. And there, I'm, I'm switching a lot between uh, between lip pursing and tongue blocking, but I'm generally sticking to the rule of lip pursed one, two, three, tongue blocked above, apart from one area, which we didn't talk about, but I want to really quickly mention. This is something that I feel is the big, big advantage of tongue blocking that never gets talked about, which is the ability to jump holes quickly and do... Yeah. 
So there I'm doing one draw, four draw by switching which side of my mouth I'm playing uh, on. And that's just brilliant over the five chord, four chord. Uh, and I do that all the time. Um, what about you, Liam? What are your quick tips for integrating some tongue blocking? Yeah, I, th I think you've touched on some really great stuff there. And after getting that major scale, I would say work on simple songs you can already play. And it doesn't matter if they're nursery rhymes, even if even if your aim is to play blues, if you know a few simple melodies, um, you want to transfer those over to a tongue block. And the reason is you don't want to be wasting your energy on kind of worrying about learning a new song when the important thing to focus on is that technique. And you also know what it sounds like when you play it right, because you can already play it uh, lip post. So as you said, not worrying about the slapping and the flutters and that to begin with, because you need to get the foundations of just the tongue block uh, mouth shape right. Um, so essentially trying to make them indistinguishable from if you were lip pursing those. Um, and although at first it, fe it feels like going backwards, uh, you're going backwards to go forwards. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to do that, push push through that, um, and only then uh, work on those, um, those added techniques because they're not going to be right if the, the foundation isn't right. But that tongue switching thing you said, um, yeah, that's really true. I tend to, if I'm tongue blocking, I will often play the one draw uh, with my tongue on the right hand side. Um, anyway, it's just like a habit. Even if I'm not switching, I'll just like I've just switched across for that. I quite like the feel of it. I prefer it to being like stuck on the end of the harmonica yeah. or like or like reverting to a lip purse for one hole, which feels a bit silly for me. Oh, definitely. I, I totally agree. Well, Liam, this has been an absolute pleasure once again. And uh, thank you so much for, for spending some time with me. And I highly recommend that people check out Liam's YouTube channel at uh, Learn the Harmonica and his website, learntheharmonica.com, uh, where you can uh, sign up for his member zone and uh, get some great harmonica lessons. And uh, yeah, check that out in the show notes. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Harmonica Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast service of choice. And if you're ready to take your harmonica playing to the next level, then you should check out my online harmonica school over at tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Happy harping! <laughs>